0: Welcome to Anything But Routine, presented by Just For Kicks. This podcast covers everything and anything dance. Stay up to date with the podcast by hitting that subscribe button. Today, Cindy is taking questions from our Dance Teachers Unite Facebook group about how to run a studio. Thank you and enjoy the podcast.
1: answer some of your questions here so um, Katie said tips for setting prices on tuition etc for studios we don't want to gouge our parents but always seem to miss something and we can't bring in enough revenue to be profitable so I'm sure that's a big problem for a lot of people when you're when I'm setting my tuition I think of a couple things Uh, studio like prime hours you've got to use those hours I guess I'm tangenting there, but but um, your how much does your studio cost you an hour to operate and how do you make it profitable? Answers are volume and and filling those classes. And I think you have to go with what the market is in your area, so see what other people are charging and maybe do a comparison study. We found out one thing we were in one of our markets that we were starting our preschool classes too high. And we noticed that a lot of other studios have their preschool a little bit less to get the people in the door. And then once they have them in their network, then the prices go up maybe when they're like in K first. So think about that, that maybe your preschool needs. And I'm talking talking now for a typical studio. And so then the next question was um, record keeping and, and that type of thing. One of the things we do for our directors is we have a website for them, a Facebook for them, and an accounting system for them. And I love our accounting system. Um, We do it all. We had it specially designed for us. So I'm not much help for you that don't have that. I took over a studio that used Jackrabbit, and I know a lot of people really like that. So that might work for you. I didn't, it, it didn't work as well as ours at all. So finding, and and if any, I would really like other people to answer into this, since it isn't my area, is answer in what is your best counting system for your studio. Because ours w- was created especially for us and it works awesome because it will print the tenant sheets, it will show you who owes, it shows you how many students you have, and on your dashboard it tells you how many kids, you know, you have in this age and that age and that's important. So, um... Now, one of these people, either Stevie or Katie, asked me about lesson plans. Now, um, one thing I would really tell you is if you've been teaching a while, it's interesting because I was at the gym and I was watching my teacher teach a class in handwritten notes in a notebook. And I just, I said to my daughter, oh, wow, she should get that in a Google Doc because in five years she's not going to remember what she taught today. So the biggest thing I would tell you is get everything that you teach documented in Your computer on a document so that you can reuse things because we don't want to be spending our precious time reinventing the wheel. So, anything that you use, document it, keep it in a file folder, or I mean, I'd keep it on my computer. So that you have it, so that you can reuse it and go back to it. How to come up with new lesson plans? I think you got to get out there and see things. You guys, you know, compared to when I started YouTube, hello, you could YouTube anything and you could make a list in a half hour of so many activities to do with your kids. It's unbelievable. I have a Pinterest board right now and it has like preschool ideas, it has different ideas. Everybody is so awesome about sharing, especially in groups like this. So, um, you know, network with people, get out there. I feel like, um, another question they ask is how do you keep bringing the passion year after year? I'm in my year 43 of coaching. I know I started when I was five, but, um, you you just gotta, you will keep that passion alive as long as you're bringing something new to the table. And as long as you feel like you're making a difference for the kids, I feel like if the kids are responding to me and wanting me there, I will be there. You know, so. Making it a challenge to bring when I get burned out is when I'm doing the same old, same old, same old As soon as I have something new to add to practice, I'm like excited. So I think bringing new things to the table Um, They asked how do you keep balance in your life? Like I'm probably not the one to ask that too, but Here's some things I do. I mean because I have a thousand employees right now Can you imagine and in just my local studio? I have 534 kids And I coach a high school team. So, like, yeah, my balance is not there. Um, But I'm trying, you know. But I get people to do things that I can't do myself. Like, I I hire people to do the things that I'm not as good at. And I spend my time doing what I am good at. So I think that would be a, a great thought is, like, if you're, like, I'm good at choreography. I'm good at teaching. I like to be doing a lot of that. I'm not as good at bookkeeping. So I would pay someone to do that. I pay someone to um, clean my house and I couldn't always do that, but I can now. Things that I, I can hire someone to do, that helps me keep some balance in my life. I do online grocery shopping i do online everything the other thing i do to keep balance in my life is i start way earlier on projects like we have a convention in june and right now we're having a meeting every other week on our convention because that keeps us excited about it and it keeps the wheels turning for everyone in my office we alternate our convention meeting with our camp meeting because we run summer camps because we don't want to just get to june and go oh my gosh it's camp time you know we have to plan ahead Plan ahead for everything in your life in in terms of, like, your studio. I have a staging area for every event I'm doing. I have a holiday show on December 7th, and then I leave on the 8th to take a group of people to New York on a tour. So I have my New York pile. I have my holiday pile. I've already started packing my suitcase. So getting ahead on stuff like that will help you so that you're not um, going crazy. You know, getting your... Uh, choreography and your themes done early will help you coast into the year if you have that ready. So, <clears throat> so do hire help. Um, with hus- someone asked about husbands, um, I get them. You know, my husband's pretty understanding, but he's in it with me. It is your business. You know, so you wouldn't get upset if if it were his job. So he can't get upset if it's your job. So if you can do it together a little bit, it may help more.
0: Our resource spotlight today is Simple Fundraising. Meet the easy, no-hassle way to raise money for all your dance expenses. Simple Fundraising takes the hassle out of fundraising, handling payments and shipping so you don't have to. Sell your fundraising items straight from your device through text, email, or social media. For more information, visit simplefundraising.com. Fundraising made simple. Simple Fundraising. Now, back to the podcast.
1: The next question was older classes. How do you keep your older this was by Stevie. How do you keep older kids in your studio if sports are a big deal? Um, I've managed to do it in my town and it's only because I've made my high school team a really big deal. And f- what used to happen to me at the studio is once my kids made my school team, they quit my studio and I was like basically sabotaging myself, but now we've got it so that they stay. And that's a wonderful thing. But for people that don't have that I feel Sundays are a total missed night. There is no basketball, no volleyball, no girls hockey, you know, no anything, gymnastics. So Sunday night, if you wanted to have your kids that were in sports but wanted to still dance, I think Sunday night's your ticket because it is not going to conflict with it. So that would be my biggest advice on that. And it's really working for a lot of our Just for Kicks directors to put their their classes on Sunday night. So I've heard a lot of um, success with that. So that's one thing I would recommend. Um, Her next question was, how do you deal with competitors? Um, We've all had nasty competitors in the dance um, studio world. And and I, I like it when people get along. I like to get along. I like to share ideas. So one of the things I try to do with my competitors, kill them with kindness. Don't be the one to um, lower yourself to their level. So if somebody has recruited your students away or taken your ideas or named their classes, what you name them, I have had that stuff happen. Just take the high road. And I just, one of the things I tell uh, studio owners that, that I feel a lot don't do is when somebody leaves your door or, you know, and goes to that other studio, a lot of studio owners will say, well, you know, don't let the door hit you on the way out. I say the opposite. I say our door is always open if you want to come back. And a lot of times they come back. They find out the grass is not greener on the other side. They find out, oh, we do treat kids really special. You know and if I have someone leave, I follow up with a letter or a card or an email and just say, you know, we noticed your daughter's not dancing this year. We will miss her. Good luck with whatever she does. And if she ever wants to come back to dance, the door is open. So um, dealing with, uh, you know, other uh, studios, I I mean, maybe some of you can write in more advice, but I just, it's going to happen, you know, but you don't ever have to be the one to lower yourself to not being a great, you know, business person. And I think parents will eventually come around and see that with you. So someone said, how do you make ends meet? Volume. I feel like you got to get more people in your door. You can offer things. I took a great class out in New York, and one of the things she... It was by Missy Loan and one of the things she said is... um, People of today, the millennials, they a lot of times don't want to sign up for a whole year. They don't want to sign a contract. So if you could have some 12-week classes or some eight-week sessions, you might get some of those sports kids in the door that maybe did volleyball in the fall, but now they can do dance in the winter or in the spring, but, You know, or in the fall, not the winter. So offer some 12-week classes. Offer some 10-week, eight-week. You might get more kids in the door if you do that. Um, think about... Uh, Facebook posts and how you can gain people I made it a challenge to try to get as many people to like my page as I possibly can because the more likes you have the more people that are seeing what you're doing I feel your best advertising right now is Facebook boosts that are to a certain demographic like say you're starting preschool classes and may I say preschool 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 is the bread and butter of your studio And I will say it again, preschool is what's going to build your studio. So you have to go crazy finding as many preschoolers as you can. My little town of Brainerd, Minnesota, where I think the population's like 20,000, I've hit 150 preschoolers at our studio. And we had to come up with creative names. We had so many of them. We have the Dancing Darlings, the Cupcake Cuties, the Little Stars, the Dancing Darlings. And, the you know, it's just so many different names because we have so many kids. So think about it. They're, for me, they're the easy, easiest in some ways because their prep is so much little less than a comp- competition team. So they're, you know, for some people, it's hard if you don't know what you're doing with preschool. They're, that could be a whole class in itself because I have a whole curriculum for preschool that I do and to keep them busy. And my classes are 30 minutes and they are going from the minute they get through the door till they go out. Because we keep them going with so many activities. So, um, to make it profitable, you got to think about getting bodies into your studio. So, I, fo- I have found, like I said, the Facebook boosted posts really pay off. In some ways, if you get one kid, it'll pay for your boost. How about free Facebook, which may be going away soon. So, utilize it now while you have the chance. And... I have a couple just things here. The more the the posts that get liked the most are people's kids. Like if I post, you know, right now it's Thanksgiving week. How about posting every kid holding a grease board that says "I am thankful for" whatever and post it on your site. Parents are going to share it. Parents are going to like it. So getting your parents at that page and and getting it shared is what's going to help you get new kids. I had one of our directors double her numbers and I feel it's totally because she's been posting kind of like a maniac, but it works. So um, let's see. Special sessions. I mentioned 10-week courses, but think about father-daughter. Think about mother-daughter. How about you know if they if you haven't had full year hip hop trying a hip hop class add another style if i mentioned preschool like our preschool classes are mostly like beginner creative movement and, and that type of thing but what if you had a little tiny gymnastics or a a tiny hip hop, you might get another group of kids. Some people have added acro. Um, You have to know what you're doing. If you're going to do that, you can't just add it. But look, I hired a retired gymnastics coach right now. He was a varsity gymnastics coach. Yes, he's 75, but he has an assistant and he gets those kids doing things. It's just amazing. So, um, Uh, let's see, Katie also said she's had a horrible time because she has paid vendors and they have not come through and basically taken her money, which just breaks my heart. I think that's terrible. So, Katie, what I would say and all other studio owners is really um, use this site to go, who is a trusted vendor that I can go to? Who is a trusted vendor? Because that is not fair, you know, that somebody doesn't come through for you. Uh, Remember when you're... Using your costumes to be wise, like you know, for a long time we basically bought our costumes and sold them at our cost, and we didn't realize we have all these office people that we're having to hire to fill them and whatnot. You need to be able to make a profit on what you're doing, so you have to market it, market up as such. Um, One of the people asked me, what do I do if my parents don't understand this is my livelihood? They think I just like to do this and they take advantage of me. Um, I think that is a common, common, common problem for all of us. And communication is huge. You, You have to tell them how you want to be treated. You have to set parameters and maybe don't answer emails at a certain time, don't answer voicemails at a certain time, and set some parameters. I know there are some... Um, studio owners who will not give their personal phone number out. I do, but sometimes I pay for it. But, um, set some parameters and communicate, have some office hours that they can call you. And like one of the things I talked with coaches at camp last summer is don't respond so fast. You know, you don't have to, that's not an area you have to over deliver is when someone's upset about something or whatnot. Um, so I'm just gonna go through this list and see what else I'm missing. I just feel make it a challenge to over deliver and to try to do it better than anyone's done it and you're gonna be stronger in your local town. Gain a reputation for building great young women rather than just teaching dance and that will come back to you if you put out that, that vibe. Managing the mental health of kids in competitive atmosphere. It definitely seems to be much larger issue now than when I was growing up, and we're seeing an alarming rate of self-doubt, depression, poor self-image, and self-harm. I used to feel like I was always protecting my kids from being bullied, but now they seem to be bullying themselves as well. Oh, you know, it, it, mental health right now is huge. I think so much of it is social media. Um I just think talking about it with your kids and being aware that, that it's harder than it ever was. Growing up right now, they're not just comparing themselves to, you know, the kid in the class with them. They're comparing themselves to every kid on the Internet and TikTok, which is scarier than scary. Um, just read a great article on that yesterday, a scary article. But... Um, I just think talking about it and being aware of it. Now, yesterday we had an incident at the studio where we felt like we had some bullying and it's it's by one certain girl that's a mean girl. So we're actually going to um, suggest to her mom that, you know, we've had some of these issues here um they keep surfacing, and maybe we need a third party involved. So po- possibly we could have her talk to someone outside the studio, a counselor. And I thought that was a nice way to say it. I don't know how it's going to go over. But I also have a little boy. He's only in the fifth grade, and he just came or sixth grade. He just came out as being gay. And some of the kids are teasing him, and I'm just livid over it. But we're helping him through that. And I think being there for those kids, telling them, you can always call me that's a daunting responsibility, but you are that other figure in their life that they look up to. So I think it's important to put yourself out there and make you, yourself available for the mental health side of coaching. Reading a lot will help you, making sure that you are up on all things that are happening, and even reaching out in situations like this where you have 7,000 people that can give you advice and you can pick through and sift through and see what fits you the best and i think that's important she also has in here tracking students progress um i feel like what i'm doing is a little dated i think that we all feel that way at time but again i just say youtube Go look at what's going on. Get out there. Go to a convention. Come to our coaches conference in in Minnesota this summer. We would love to have you come. There's three weeks of it in July. It goes Sunday to Wednesday, Sunday to Wednesday, Sunday to Wednesday. It's an investment in you. And I'm there the whole four days, and we we usually have 150 coaches and teachers at each class, and you will come home with so much advice. You won't believe it. Maybe going to something like Dance Teacher Summit in New York or – the one that's out in LA. Our Minnesota one is like a fraction of the cost. But of course, we probably don't have a lot of the big name people. However, we do have like Rob Miller coming this summer. We have a lot of great people. So I think you would, would love it. So anyway, um, that's what, what wasn't what I was doing this for, but asking about keeping it alive and getting new ideas. I'm just seeing if there's anything else. Oh, fundraising ideas. So best fundraising ideas for studios. I think grocery bagging has worked really well for our kids um we've run clinics for young children uh you know you have that sometimes it's a you're a for-profit business so it gets to be a problem so just for kicks created a new one called simple fundraising and i can send you the link for that but this is where parents can go fundraise on their phone on an app and they literally can make um ten dollars on everything they sell you don't have to touch it it's shipped right to the customer and the $10 will go into an account for them, and then afterwards we would send the studio owner a list of, and a check. It says, here's how much each kid made, and it can go right into their account. I have one mom doing it right now where she's actually fundraising, but she's buying Christmas presents with them, with it, and then the $10 goes back into her child's account. So it's kind of a neat deal. Every product sells for 30 and there's some unusual neat products. So that's one idea I have. Grocery bagging's the other one. Um you guys can share fundraising ideas as well afterwards. So good luck. I hope this helped you a little bit and keep those questions coming. We appreciate it.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Anything But Routine Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and if you enjoyed this podcast, give us a five star rating. For more anything but routine content, go to justforkicks.com slash anything but routine.